on the go, which is uh, yeah, currently dinner in the oven, bit of pork belly doing its thing. So, oh shit, right, you haven't had your dinner yet. <clears throat> well. I wasn't going to eat. I had like a sort of late lunch and I wasn't particularly hungry. And then I was sort of thinking, actually, I'm kind of getting a bit hungry and I'm probably going to be up late because the Grand Prix qualifying's on and also the cricket. So I was like, I'll probably have a late night. So I might just eat a little bit later. So, like, yeah, fair of, enough. You know, just a little time shift there. Um, time shift? What do you mean? Oh, right. Well, just you know, move, move things a little later in the day. Well, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah so, it's, yeah, so I just had an idea, so I started filming it as well. So I'm doing a nice pork belly, but I've I've done it where you need know, dry it out, out in the fridge for a couple of days so the skin goes super dry, so you get really puffy, crunchy, crispy pork belly. <coughs> like Very the, nice. the, the crispy nice. bit on top. So I've actually separated that off, so I'm doing that separately, and then I'm doing like a... I'm going to roast it in the oven and then I'm going to do a little glaze at the end of like uh, soy sauce and sweet soy sauce and a bit of ponzu yuzu um, stuff, which I don't know if it's going to work, but it might work. So we'll see. So, mm. so I've essentially got a, yeah, I've got that and then the just crispy pork belly skin, you know, crackling separate. So I can just put that on top and <coughs> make it look all fancy. Sounds like good times. It's going to be good. Like good and then just have super simple steamed jasmine rice and some steamed broccoli or something like that. Just like nothing fancy apart from that. So super tasty. Very good. This is this is the point where I um, ask if we're actually recording yet. Yeah, of course we are, mate. You, we, we are? Yeah, of course we are. Of course, mate. Good. Cool. Of course we are. Nice. I'll just fade it in while I was talking fine. about food, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm quite excited. Okay. It's going to work. It just sort of came to me. I was like, oh, yeah, that might be quite good. So, yeah, I guess I'd just give it a go. So, yeah. Yeah, I um, I had one of those dinners as well. It was kind of, uh, it was kind of like uh, pretty safe, but, but also a little experimental. I just kind of worked with what I had. Turned out pretty good. Nice, nice. Yeah, some man. leftover roast chicken, some black rice, some veggies and stuff. But I cooked the veggies all like, kind of individually and then I had these little cherry tomato things and then I had the red wine kind of reduction type stock stuff that had kind of I put in the fridge overnight and it's kind of like this now that's like jelly kind of stock stuff Nice. and then I kind of added that to the cherry tomatoes in a pan so I fried the cherry tomatoes for a while softened them and then like chucked all that in and then like reduced it all down and it made this really nice yeah really nice tasty shit Oh, nice, it, was, it was good. It was good. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I was quite happy with that. Yeah, it sounds pretty tasty. Having very so, sporadically eating habits at the moment, it's really strange. But I don't know why. But pretty much just yeah. one big meal a day, and then just like a little sort of meal around that if I need it, sort of thing. It's, it's um, I don't know. It's weird. Just yeah, yeah. Um, I've noticed actually. I'm probably kind of know what you. It's it may be going back into lockdown 2.0 again. I'm not really sure. Well, obviously, maybe you're just not expending so much energy. And, um, I'm kind of maybe skipping the odd thing here and there. Um, yeah, I just think because you're not doing quite as much. I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's weird. So have you? Um, have you uh, got yourself a whiskey? 
well, you partaking um, in I the nice I whiskey? Would, I would mark this uh, occasion um, by sharing the, the pop of the, the cork with you. Yeah, nice. Um, so, yeah, this is... Uh, I, I celebrated my 40th birthday on Wednesday. Old man's with um, Old man Dave joined the uh, Over the Hill Club, but not over the hump, as they say. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so Lucy brought me, um, and Tim, I, uh, I know you had a small hand in this in terms of the, uh, the guidance. Yes, she the uh, wanted some recommendations. Yeah, yeah. So um, gladly, gladly uh, she took your recommendations. <laughs> yeah, well, and, it's um, funny because... It's um. I gave her two options, and she went with the more expensive, fancy one. So yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. So I'm, I'm interested to see what, what you yeah, think of it. Yeah, well, um, it's very exciting. So um, yeah, a, a single malt Scot- Scotch whiskey, the uh, the Balvenie. Yeah. Um, 21 year aged in uh, Portwood port, port casks. Fuck yeah. Um. Um, I've got to say, I'm pretty excited about this. So, uh, yeah, I've literally I'm just taken it out of the box. I can't. So you, I've got to get the fire left now, so it's a bit of a faff. Yeah, sorry, you do that. So for regular listeners, the, the, my current favourite is a Balvenie 17-year-old, which is what my parents treated me to for my birthday, my 40th if it was. And then um, it's fucking amazing. And I've had, I've had two bottles of that since I discovered it. But I'm currently on the Balvenie 12 year old, which is still actually a very nice drink, I have to say. Um, it's not quite as smooth as the 17, but it is still very nice. Um, with mm. a bit of ice, it's perfect. It just takes the edge off a bit. So it's, um, yeah. Yeah, that leads me to my, my uh, I suppose, my next question. I was wondering whether it's, um, it's okay to have a little little bit of ice with it or how how best to drink it (laughs) well you could try it without first but i'd say a bit of ice in there would be quite nice it just um Mm. i've got some like smaller blocks of ice so it's not like too much ice to be honest i quite like a lot of ice in my whiskey now and i've been doing lots of reading on it and the, the real proper whiskey people are just like it's however you like it. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, do what, it really, do what feels right. Yeah, it just doesn't matter. Like whatever you like to have with it. Like I got this from my dad. Like he was, um, I wasn't too much into the ice stages a few years back, and then he just load a load of ice in there and the whiskey in it. And I was like, all oh, right, it's a lot of ice. He's like, yeah, it's good. And then I tried it, and I was yeah. like, yeah, actually, it's actually really nice. And supposedly, a twenty-five percent mix of water is about right to get the most amount of flavor out of the whiskey supposedly so yeah, yeah. um so yeah, yeah i mean always, you go um, for me whenever i showed an interest in whiskey excuse me my dad always used to have it with a, a reasonable amount of ice mm. but i don't know whether that's because he was drinking maybe not not such high quality whiskey I'm well not yeah maybe maybe but to be honest <laughs> i mean some, i remember he had some half decent stuff he was a bank manager so he always used to get given like decent yeah stuff. yeah so he'd have had decent whiskey <laughs> Yeah, bank managers. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I'd say go for it. And I find it's good with the ice because it um, it just gets that water going into it and keeps you a bit more hydrated than normal otherwise, you know, because, mm. like, mm. I, I, I just yeah. find, I mean, I always have a glass of water on the side anyway, but it's, um, I don't know, man, yeah. I like it. I just have those big round ones now, the big round ice cubes, and so they stay frozen for ages um you can get a good three or four 
um, rounds out of it without having to get a new ice cube. It's um, yeah, it's great, man. Well, that's good. Yeah. So yeah, um, so I say go I, for I, it, I dude. Did read, a, read a thing about you know those things that came into kind of fashion a little while ago. The 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 stones that you drop in and either throw. You mm, know, you yeah, I've got those. Yeah, granite stones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um they do look good because um, I kind of like things quite cold, but. I don't like things watered down too much towards the end once the ice starts melting. Yeah, I mean, I guess there is that. So, I mean, it's personal preference, mate. So, whatever you fancy, I'd go for it. But, yeah, those if you do get those stones, and I'll say this to anyone, if you put them in your freezer, put them into, what, like, uh, if you if you save all your takeaway containers, like the plastic containers, or you've got some containers that can seal that you can put in the freezer with, right. do that, put the rocks in them, and then seal it up in this air, in an airtight container, and then put it in the freezer, because it will stop any of that kind of freezer taste getting onto them. Which I don't know if you. If, so I I find that with ice sometimes if it's been in the freezer too long, it gets a bit of a funny taste from picking up yeah. stuff that's in the freezer. So Painted. yeah, which I really don't like. I just I'm really I just hate that. So mm, for yeah, the stones, I've said before, yeah, I try to try to keep things sealed up best as best as possible. Yeah, I, I can't. I need to get a. Um, I mean, my ice is in a little separate area in my freezer, but if it's in there too long, it does get that flavour. So I kind of need to get a. Um, a nice big Tupperware that I can put in the freezer with the ice cubes and just decant them into it yeah. once as soon as they're frozen and then um, keeps the, yeah. the taste off. So, And so uh, I was also going to say, you're talking to us tonight on your Soundmagic E11Cs, aren't you? Those new headphones. Is that right? I am. I am. Hopefully I'm coming through okay. Mm. Apologies if so far I've been maybe a little bit noisy. I've just no, no, no. It sounds good. Prepare it, a whiskey. It, it um, isn't picking up. Yeah, the sound seems good. It isn't picking up the um, background noises so much, actually, as your other one did. Yeah, so. I think that was one of the, the things that was written about them um, that was, was good. But um, hopefully I'm ready now to for the, 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 the cork pop. Right. Hopefully you'll pick this up. I'll drop right. the mic down Yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll go for it. Hopefully for I'm it. not going to sound like an amateur. I'll stay quiet. Oh, so it'll pop better once you've poured some whiskey mm. through the glass, as in, because around yeah. the rim, what it needs some whiskey in there and it, it, it causes a bit more friction, yeah, it, so you get that nice Slightly, sound. slightly faint, to be honest. The second time you do it, that. it'll be better. It's when it's first opened, it will never sound as good, so. Uh, it was a first time opening. Virgin pop. It's um, never as good as the, the second pop, time. Popping that cherry. Yes. So... Um, I was going to text John. Shall right. I see if he's about? What do you reckon? Or should we just have a natter and we can try John tomorrow? Um, we can, hey, you know, if, if John can join in and time is available, then, you know, we can do that or we can, I'll message him we can have a general natter. We'll have a little natter. Um, so we're going to do a review of the new Apollo Brown album. We've both had mm. a listen, but I think it's too soon to do a review because I, I need to have a proper listen oh really oh, okay initially what okay. we can do i mean i've only listened to it once so um wow. yeah um, so we could do an initial initial reaction <laughs> mate i'm well let's do that i really fucking like it it's um <laughs> yeah I, I would agree i would agree i think it's really good so the album is apollo brown and um oh hang on a sec um, Shane noir Shane noir that's it yeah um, Apollo Brown and Shane Noir and the album is called As God Intended 
and it's a very good album, I have to say. She's super lyrical, man. <laughs> She's really good. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think I had a check to see... Um, hang on. I'll bring up my iTunes. Hopefully it won't just start playing random music. Um, well, I'm going to have a, my first sip of this whiskey then. Yeah, you, you do that while I just have a look for this, and we'll get your first in, initial thoughts yeah, of yeah. the whiskey. Fucking here it is. What's it like, Dave? Mm. Is it nice? Mm. Mm. Holy shit, that's how whiskey should taste. Yeah, man. It's what I honestly make the Balvenie, even the 12 year old, if I compare it to the Aberfeldy, which I do really like because I've got a little bit of that left, mm. it it's just mm. so much more complex. The flavor is so much more to it. Um, it's, I don't know. It's weird. It's so much. And yeah. the more you drink it, you'll just be like, that's it. You won't be able to go back to any other whiskey, mate. <laughs> I think we might, we might have ruined whiskey this for is, you. This is dangerous. I've been ruined. Yeah. We've, we've, we've reached peak whiskey. Well, that's what happened with me it's, with that um, 17, man. I just expensive levels. Yeah. I, once I started, yeah. I was like, oh, and then I had to get a cheaper bottle and it was like, oh God. <laughs> but it was still like you know it was like the i think it was the abalor and it was which is a nice whiskey and i was like oh mm, no nah, mm, that's mm. not as nice so yeah just doesn't compare no unfortunately not yeah but um well um i'll um i'll try and kind of um savor this very much for uh a special occasion but um yes it's uh smash it all mate. it's going to be a pleasure yeah a pleasure to share it with you on this um on this record yeah nice and uh no doubt at the end of it i'll probably be hammered so we'll see yeah i just good. um i just drank a beer with my uh, dinner it's one of my mates uh home brews um oh, nice. known for being quite potent um so uh yeah apologies if i um go off in tangents as i often do no that's all right you you go for it mate um <laughs> so <clears throat> i might have to go and turn the oven down a touch i'm just checking on my i've got myself gadgeted up with my um easy barbecue app which is giving me a sensor reading i'm at 29 degrees centigrade now we're doing pretty good the trouble with pork belly and i'll give this tip to people is if you use a temperature probe in it you got to make sure you get the probe into a meat section and not a fat section because the fat gets to a higher temperature which isn't representative mm. of what the mm. meat that the flesh gets to so you have to be really careful to if you're doing a meat probe to do it from a few different spots to make sure you do get an accurate reading. Um, so that's a little top tip for people out there. Well, um, it's all about getting your uh, meaty probe in the right spot. And, yeah. You and, don't want uh, your meaty probe in the fats. You want it in the meat. So yeah, you have to, uh, <laughs> you have to remember that. In that, in that, fle that fleshy pink, pink meat. Fleshy pink meat, not into the into a fat <laughs> fold, essentially. Although, although enjoyable, it's it's not quite as uh, fulfilling, and uh, you could end up exactly uh, right. with yeah. problems. Yeah. So, yeah, um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so there we go. Um, well, good. We've, we've managed to lower, lower the tone. That's good. We have lowered the tone. We're, we're fifteen minutes in, and we've lowered the tone already. Well done. So yeah, we're doing all right. Um, so yeah, <laughs> maybe I should go and turn the oven down. I might just go and turn the oven down a bit. Do you want to just talk a little bit about Apollo Brown, Dave? And I'll be literally like twenty seconds, and just give us a little introduction to Apollo Brown, and um, mm. 
I don't know what your initial yes, thoughts I, of the I'm, album I'm, are. I'm happy to do so. Yeah, you do I'm that. I'm happy to do so. All right, I'm going to go and turn the oven down. Okay. And, and, and um, all right, I'm, I'm flying solo. So, yes, um, Apollo Brown is a, uh, a producer, a hip-hop producer um, from Detroit um, in the U.S., and um, he's probably one of the my favourite uh, producers and has also... Um, he collaborates so he produces albums but then he'll have like his one of his albums was sincerely detroit um where he had i think it was like 30 plus different rappers from detroit um it was like his um his letter to detroit um his homage and uh homage. that's an amazing album and, and um <laughs> yeah i'm just trying yeah, to find that one sorry right? i'm rambling i'm just trying yeah, to think i'm just though. trying to think on my feet it's difficult I've it is difficult, mate. So I left I'm, you. I'm, I'm I left you in charge. Yeah, in the driver's seat. No, no, I've, um, I'm just kind of like, going, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. But, no, I think um, you did well. I yeah, think you did so, well, Dave. I'm just trying to find yeah, that. Um, Brown, Sincerely, think, Detroit. Yeah, that's what you were just talking about, wasn't it? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to kind of give a bit of a broad overview about kind of what he's about. He's very much the kind of hip hop that I really love, which is kind of that boom bap really melodic yeah um but it kind of makes it makes your head nod you kind of i think john kind of has described it as it makes you kind of feel and then the artist that he works with um and in this instance with the uh, chainois or chainois whatever you call call her sorry for the pronunciation <laughs> I'm sure it's terribly wrong but, um <laughs> It has a melody. It has a chinois. Um, chinois, yeah. chinois. Maybe chinois. chinois. I don't know. <laughs> chinois. <laughs> che. Well, C A G. That's like the che. first yeah. part of the name, and then noir, which is N O I R. Yeah. So chinois. 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 Yeah. So, I reckon. Um, yeah. I was just looking. Anyway, at this. Um, yeah. very good MC. Very good MC. Um, very. Very talented uh, rapper from um, where was she from? Uh, US, yeah. Oh, he just turned forty in on twentieth of June as well. So happy birthday to Apollo Brown. I looked up early. Assuming his uh, Wikipedia was correct. Ah, yeah, that's right. So she's from the Buffalo era. Okay. Um. And actually, I was yeah, I was reading. So I read a review on pitchfork.com um, because I saw Apollo Brown on Instagram and put shit, man. I got seven point seven on pitchfork.com, and pitchfork.com is notoriously quite harsh. Yeah. When it rates um, like anything above a six six point five, apparently is is like shit, man. You, you you're getting props. So um, yeah, this album got seven point seven. So not to try and kind of rip them off and, and kind of regurgitate what they've said, but um, the, the review is pretty good. I think it um, actually kind of really sums up quite well about who yeah, read it out, man. the MC is about and um, what her lyrics are about. So um, she talks about... Uh, it's... Um, she she talks about some quite sort of dark things uh, like this um, on one of the tracks um, twelve hours it says that uh, she 
talks about mistakenly winding up murdering a person she suspects of cheating on her with a friend and then um it kind of tells this story and it's quite dark and uh that's uh yeah, some pretty interesting stuff going on there it's um it's quite sort of um i find it really quite melodic she's got a really nice flow um, yeah she's got a super nice flow yeah but also it's quite cutting at times as well and it's quite um raw um what did i i sent you that line earlier today didn't i um, yeah um, when you first sent it i was it like was fuck dave's like, trying to threaten me or something because <laughs> you sent it, you sent the line first, and then and then what you yeah. said after was like, "Geez, what, what are you saying, man?" Uh, I keep a blade that I so, use yeah. to cut the tongue off a snitch. Um, yeah, that's right, man. Um, so quite, um, quite raw, quite quite honest kind of uh, storytelling that's going on there. That's what, and that's what I love about the genre and and uh, Apollo Brown's kind of beats and the the whole. Um, feel and flow of the record is is really. I don't I don't think really that I I identified at least on first listen and then I've been kind of back through a few of the tunes, and I don't think there was really a skip on the album, which is for no, me is um is a pretty good sign. <laughs> I just had it on and it was suddenly yeah. over. I was like, oh, what yeah. happened? Where and it was like, oh shit, it's, it's finished. It was yeah, it's um it's really good. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to see yeah. if I can find the lyrics that um that was a really cool little um verse, but I d I don't know where it is. I can't find it. I'd have to find it again. But anyway, yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. Yeah, I think um it's really at the moment I'm finding um whether it's hip hop that's very recent as this is, um, but also just thinking back kind of at all the stuff and I've been obviously going through a lot through um, Apollo Brown stuff as well again. Mm. And the whole, the whole thing that's happening at the moment, obviously with um, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, I won't necessarily delve too into that kind of thing, but you, it's, it's, it's so interesting to me as how all of this has come to a head now, whether it's because um, that's really kind of maybe focused people's attention. And obviously um, there was the whole thing that kicked it off with um, those cops murdering that guy. Yeah, George street. Floyd, yeah. Um, yeah, how, how did it all come to a head? And, and when you think back about how um, some of the records I'm listening to, the, you know, three, four, five, 10, 15, 20, 25 years old, that genre of music, all about police brutality, fucking, oh, mate, it's, yeah, you know, it's black people on. being murdered in the street. Forever. It's, 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 you know, it's fucking, you're just like, how um, how poignant when you really start listening to um, MCs that really have something to say, how um, kind of mad is it really that, um, I suppose some, some people look at certain types of hip hop and, and rap music as just, you know, guns, bitches and hoes and don't really understand the storytelling that's going on and actually um then people mistakenly think as well you know black people have got a chip on their shoulder and stuff like that and it's like well if you started to understand the stories that are behind the music then you'd understand where the fuck this is all coming from um and it's pretty pretty amazing when music can kind of tell those stories and, and really 
to a fucking ignorant white prick like me <laughs> who lives a life of privilege, um, you know, how, um, how that can really tell you what life, even just a, um, a, a slight indication of what life might have been like for them um, growing up in their neighbourhoods, in their childhoods and the situations that they found themselves in to bring about that kind of music is, that's fascinating to me, man. That's really cool. Yeah. It's, um, all right. The rugged man shared something on his page a couple of days ago from an artist from 25, 30 years ago, which, which was rapping at about police brutality. And so it was just a real like, yeah, fuck this has been going. I mean, and it's been going along a hell of a lot longer than that as well, but it's, it's something that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just hasn't ever gone away. And, um, at least I think now, hopefully something's going to happen about it. But um, did you see the cricket thing with Michael Holding and um, Ebony Rain from Brent? Did you see that um, thing I shared um, on Facebook? I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really powerful. And yeah, then actually pretty, there's, there's pretty, another pretty like incredible. 30 mm. minutes after that, after that um, introduction video they shared and then, um, and it's just Michael Holden being interviewed by the two other guys. We're just chatting basically. And, and he just really for like 20 minutes, just, you know, you know, talks really passionately and um, doesn't hold anything back, really. And, um, yeah, it's really powerful. Um, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Mm. And, you know, mm. It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think um, it, is, it seems like it's a very important moment in, in history. I oh, completely. It's I very really important. Hope. And, yeah. you know, the, the fact that at the cricket as well, everyone in the ground, and I don't know, there was no crowd there, but I like to think if there was a crowd there, everyone else would have kneeled as well. But everyone in the, in the you know, the English players on and off the field, obviously the mm. West Indian players on and off the field, all the ground staff, everyone, you know, in a circle knelt. And it was just this really beautiful moment of kind of solidarity. And um, it kind of opened my eyes a bit to... Formula One because not everyone knelt and I guess I know that mm, they're kind of mm. within their rights to do what they want but um and they were still you know wearing these Black Lives Matter you know end racism t-shirts and all this kind of stuff but I kind of felt like kneeling such a powerful symbol at the moment and what it represents and it's a very deliberate thing to do that yeah. I was a bit I disappointed maybe, that some maybe. of the drivers didn't kneel. I, I just and seeing in the cricket is like that's what we needed in Formula One. Like these drivers kind of released a statement beforehand and saying why they weren't going to kneel, and it's like you know it's too political and all this other stuff. And it's like well, and they're saying but mm. we really support mm. you know this movement and all this stuff. And it's like yeah okay, but if you're not willing to do something as powerful as kneeling with your fellow drivers in the biggest of stages yeah. in front of everyone in you know not just in your social media and you wearing a t-shirt it, i don't know i just was a bit disappointed mm. that they didn't kneel to be honest with you but um it's uh i don't know yeah i think yeah. um it, it it um i think well i think Luke, I, I haven't really read too much about it and I, and I saw what happened there very briefly but i haven't really delved too deep into it but it, you know i think lewis hamill said it kind of um, perhaps demonstrates is like lack of awareness and probably for drivers um, and people of that kind of um, you know in society uh, operating at that level in their in their chosen field obviously <laughs> in sport living in that kind of bubble um, yeah, exactly. there probably and is a lack of awareness it's, but, um, it, and 
Yeah, I, it was a bit coincidental that the drivers that didn't kneel were either from a country that's renowned for being very racist, i.e. Spain, or mm-hmm. and Italy, mm-hmm. with whom obviously mm-hmm. Charles Leclerc is associated with, and obviously the Italian, you know, Ferrari, all that thing. I, I don't know. And then, yeah, and then obviously Russia, which is like, you know, <laughs> yeah, not exactly uh, particularly... Um, pushing equal rights yes. either um and the caveat was like well we don't kneel yeah. in our culture it's it seems a sign of weakness and blah 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 and you only kneel for god it's like well okay but come on mate it, that's why it sends a really powerful message if you did kneel um so i, I don't know it just seems a bit like eh, i don't know it just seems like they were maybe protecting their careers a little bit because of the countries that they yeah represent. yeah but, but then so, I, I, don't know, maybe. I suppose it could also be leveled i mean I, I, I totally get I totally get where, what you're saying. But I suppose it, it's quite a difficult position for them, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but of, it's yeah, like yeah. if you're not going to support this now and go fully in, then I mean, we I don't know. It's important. I think I think it's just such an important moment, and it needs solidarity between everyone, and that's why I think it in the yeah, cricket. Yeah, I it's, think it's um, so it was people, very well done. It, it shows a lack of understanding, and if people really, really are getting behind it, I mean. You either, I think you either get behind it and you understand it, and and it's it's the difference between putting, as you say, that shit on Instagram or something, and going, yeah, I'm wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, great. Yeah. So um, you're like maybe 10 million fans, which is still great, but then Formula One goes out to the entire planet, you know, 400 million people mm-hmm, potentially. So mm-hmm. it's it's a very different thing, and I don't know because I feel like. If you're not supporting it in that way, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just over thinking about it, but it just seems like they either, like you say, they're in their own little bubble, and they either think it's not that big an issue, or they don't agree with mm. it. And and it's weird. Kevin Magnuson came out and said yeah. something, and he was like, he knelt actually, he did kneel, but then he was like, oh, I don't really necessarily agree with everything that the Black Lives Matter movement stands for. And I was like, uh, that's a not exactly a particularly nice thing to say. Like what? Um, uh, yeah, all they're standing you know, for is racial uh, equality. Again, so unless unless he it, meant protesting, the violent protesting or something, but I, that's it. That's, that's it. it. I think but, again, you, it could be really misconstrued, couldn't it? Because yeah, I think he should have been a bit I more specific a, about. It. I think that's what he meant. Yeah. He meant he doesn't support the violent yeah. protesting, which you know is fair enough. But um, but I think exactly. Got a, yeah, right. yeah. I, I think maybe that's perhaps where he's coming from, or you, you know, hopefully that's where he was coming. Sometimes from. that's um, the only way. You know, you've got to protest mm. in a slightly more. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, but we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know whether they're going to do it again before the race or if Hamilton. It sounded like Hamilton and Ricardo were going to kneel again. Whatever they just don't. I think they just want to. I don't know. So. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a again there's a balance, isn't there? Um, and and I think it is an important moment and an important thing. Um, mm-hmm. As long as it doesn't then become. Um, uh, start turning into something like that feels like an empty gesture um yeah yeah but i mean i don't know it's um but at the same time it can't just be a thing that only lasts for a week and just it's exactly, just a thing exactly. to do it, it so needs to be something it's got to be um I, I, there's a cultural shift I, I think wearing the t-shirts and doing this kind of thing these kind of um the, the show um of, of it is, is is one thing um a a, a deep-rooted cultural 
shift in so many different walks of life in so many different countries um, is what is required um, in terms of it, it, <laughs> um, it doesn't just come down to sort of uh, you know people's colour and everything it just comes down to sort of common decency common common kind of empathy towards fellow humans um, yeah you know. And that's, I think, what this whole movement really is saying. It's like everyone yeah. matters and yeah. everyone should be yeah. treated the same and we should just love mm. everyone, basically. And that's really what needs to happen. And, um, I mean, it, it, what's good is, is it sounds like, um, especially, I know the ECB have been talking about this, and it's actually trying to get racial equality within not just the people playing, but all this, you know, coaching and mm. teaching mm. and, uh, you know, the, the whole throughout the whole spectrum of the sport it needs to be that's exactly it it's and grassroots it's grassroots in it, you know and the same with formula one that's what toto wolf was saying mm. he was like look we're not just mm. painting our car black and taking a nail you know that's not enough we we need to bring you know racial equality right throughout our team and through the sport and and they're actually setting he was like this is only the the tip of the iceberg for what, what our plans are as a as a company so mm. that's really good from them mm. um and uh I feel it's like, mad when yeah. you know, yeah, on a on on that kind of level, the the impact that um, and again, hopefully, companies like that and and organisations like that, when they say they're going to do it, that they follow through with it as well. Um, well I think Mercedes and, are going to do it because I think if they don't, Lewis will just walk away. <laughs> I honestly think. I mean, he's got yeah, that. I mean, he yeah, he was, I think, yeah. quite a, a pivotal in um, yeah. pushing them to you know for the color change in the car and the uniform changes and um mm-hmm. and i mean he said i wonder um yeah. i'm sure there is but i haven't seen anything um and I'm, I'm pleased i haven't seen anything but again you do wonder don't you if there's that kind of that um misinformed backlash against that kind of thing where it's like oh lewis has got a chip on his shoulder or something like that and um, I think yeah, that, that's, that's people, def- definitely a, a misguided opinion that you, you do kind of see. I'd say, um, yeah, I'd say to people like that, watch the thing that Sky Cricket put on with Ebony Rainford Brent and with, um, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? I've forgotten his name. I'm getting a bit drunk. <laughs> um, well, it's mainly Ebony Rainford Brent who she got so emotional on that thing, on that kind of when they're interviewing her and just see how it's affected her. And, you know, she's not got a chip on her shoulder. She's just, you know, genuinely upset yeah. by how she was treated growing up through a, a very white sport and, you know, received a lot of, um, I don't know. Yeah, received, I don't know, it's a lot of abuse as she was growing up. And I think Hamilton was the same. He, and he hasn't really talked about it. And he kind of said he's not going to go into too much detail with it. But I think he got a lot of it as well, you know. And it's just, it was, I think at the time oh, it was just like, oh, it's just, one of those, it's just one of those things. You just have to deal with it. And it's like, well, no, that's not really um, how it should be. So, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, it's a big, uh, big moment for, for these kind of things, and um, I hope uh, that it does lead to a, a cultural shift. I, I think as well, obviously. Michael Holden. Um, that's his name. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite cricketer. I fucking forgot that. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think probably in certain parts of the world, and obviously being where we're located, 
um, that kind of casual racism comes around. Um, oh, it's huge, man. And, Australia is uh, one yeah. of the most racist countries I've ever experienced. It's just, it's just yeah, embedded yeah. within their culture and um, mm. not, not all Australians. I'm not saying that, but it, it's, it's, pretty bad here it's just like um yeah it's offhand comments and you, and you, here and and you just have like, to hope don't you that there's just a, a cultural shift eventually with this movement um that, that well, touches um this country as well and, and 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 it will be a generation thing the younger generations i think there's far more hope there hopefully oh completely um, well michael holden said it. it in his interviews like you don't get born a racist you get taught it no, so it's it's exactly down to right. so yeah. it can be eradicated yeah. within a generation if it but the trouble is it's all the fucking assholes out there that are gonna yeah. teach their kids that who are you know tiny children at the moment and they're going to grow up within a racist environment and think it's okay to and, judge yeah, people yeah, and just, treat people badly well, yeah, exactly based that's, on the that's color how of their they're skin. just conditioned yeah. yeah so it's i don't know so it could take a few i mean it's going to be a few generations i guess i mean i don't know i mean mm. and mm. maybe we'll be wiped out by then but so well I, fuck. I mean i think what actually been been quite mad like i i quite enjoy um a little bit of uh time kind of just checking out certain groups on Facebook and Reddit and stuff. Not too much because I don't, I don't kind of subscribe to a lot of it um, in terms of any kind of uh, theory, shall we say, or really hard, hard kind of hard leaning opinions, but it's amazing to see what people come out with. Um, oh, there was a thing about, um, obviously I'm, I'm in, um, I come to you from Melbourne in lockdown 2.0. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the high rise uh, tower blocks um, oh. that for, first got locked down, and um, what's amazing, obviously, is that the, the all the all the, the the mainstream media narrative is like, oh, the tower blocks, the tower blocks are they're, they're these terrible places where you dare not go because they're full of migrants and um, they're you know they're they're public housing and all the rest of it, and um, yet the the interesting thing is to see people talking about that and then talking about the, you know, uh, people going to Black Lives Matter's protests. Oh, it was them that caused the spike in the, in the infections and all this really just misinformed bullshit. Um, but then on the flip side, these stories from firsthand accounts from um, teams that have been working in those tower blocks and, um, the criticism of like Daniel Andrews, who's the state premier of Victoria, um, has been, you know, just, just harsh, but fucking hell, when you think about the scale of what they're doing and how quickly they've done it, um, the, the way apparently that all the, um, the residents of the towers have reacted and actually, um, all the nurses and all the police and everything there, um, they really, actually were just so glad to have them there and what people got was a real insight into the insides of the, the communities within these buildings <laughs> yeah. and they said that we we could learn a lot from shit like that where those people who have come from all kinds of walks of life who just fucking live in these what people think are squalor and poverty and and depravity um actually have some of the closest knit communities around and uh yeah i think like we could learn so much from that man yeah. just fucking it's it's awful um, how i mean that hansen woman that's the most evil 
cunt in the world. Like, oh God, I just, yeah. I can't believe she, I mean, the Today Show have now banned her from going on there, but how the hell was she even allowed on there in any way and not mm. got rid of 10 years ago? You know, it just, mm. it's just, um, yeah. and they didn't even condemn her after it happened. They just released a statement saying that she wouldn't be allowed back on, but none of the people yeah, actually yeah. on TV reacted afterwards to what she said or how awful it was. And it just, oh, I mean, what a cunt. I mean, I don't know. Mm. I think it's, it's, it's difficult. There, there has to be a balance there as well. Um, there are a lot of things where, again, it could go, um, again, misguided people, misunderstood people. It could go perhaps too far in the wrong direction. And I don't mean, obviously, any form of, of, of racism in that respect it should be denounced. But um, there's, that, there's that thing of, of overly sensitive, oh, that's racist. Um, just because you said something that that is um, a comment on on a particular person of colour or something like that, mm. so there's a real there's another real fine line, isn't there, between just calling going completely the other direction and kind of this super um, overly sensitive um, kind of snowflake type of thing. Yeah, no, I get no that. One, yeah. No one can really stand um, for any kind of honest conversation anymore. That's 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 another thing. Like, they've it's got to be worried of getting cancelled as well if they say anything even slightly controversial. I guess they're just worried of getting exactly, cancelled. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I people people come out with shit, man, and like you know, in the heat of the moment and stuff, right? And maybe say shit that they perhaps didn't mean or was taken out of context and stuff like that. I mean, shit gets manipulated so much for for people, high profile people. You know, the way that the media and the everything else that manipulates all of that. I mean, it's just this, this unrelenting machine. And that's, that's the real worry where people get their information from and, and what they believe is just fucking bullshit. Like (laughs) you can, whether you believe fucking, um, you know, the government's out to get you and 5g causes coronavirus or not. Just just fucking morons. Fucking think for yourself. (laughs) Everyone's quicker internet still. um, um, I'm going to have to just go and turn the yeah. oven down, Smithers. I'm about to hit beeping chaos with my pork. So, um, beeping chaos. We beeping can. Chaos. I can edit the next thirty seconds out if you don't want to babble. But if you want to babble about something, go for it. And my phone's going crazy. Sorry, I am back. Hang I, on. Um, I right. pressed mute for the benefit uh, of not not. Oh yeah. Like I'm pissing on pissing the mic. The phone. Yeah. That's um, all right. Forty-two to forty-four. We're going to edit out. Okay. So we're back. Marker. There we go. Edit point. Edit point. I should do a, did I do a cork pop at the beginning? Hang on. Um, well, I, 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 I did. I did a slightly lame one. I might do another one in a second. <laughs> I'm going to go for another pour soon. Nice. So yeah, my pork belly's looking good. I've turned the oven right down to about 120 on the bottom shelf, just going to chill out for a bit. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it out. I'm going to do my glaze. I'm going to turn the oven up. I'm going to get the I'm going to get the crispy I'm going to get the the fat rind in first on really high one so that gets all crispy and then I'll I'll put the thing in for the last for like 5 minutes on the bottom shelf when it's hot just so the glaze just beds into the meat a bit and then that should be about right cuz it'll be sugary so I don't want to do it for too long cuz it'll burn but I just want mm. it to sort of soak in a bit that's the plan so and then I'll get the rice on and let it rest and do all that jazz 
It's going to be good. Nice. That sounds pretty good. <clears throat> it's going to be good, mate. I might um, I might have a tiny it's, touch more whiskey. I think it's making me my mouth water somewhat just yeah. listening to that. So we'll, 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 we can only probably we'll do about another ten or fifteen or something if that's all right, and then we'll. Um, oh, yeah. And I'd better proceed with the awesomeness of uh, that is um, pork <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, Ooh, so what else we is going on? We've talked. To, um, I think we've talked enough serious shit. What I've um, been. Yeah, I was going to talk about Dexter. The uh, talking of pork. Dexter. Pork. Mm, I, yes. What the cartoon thing? The comic. No, no, not Dexter the laboratory. Whatever. No, it was. Um, we went on Wednesday. Um, before lockdown, last night before lockdown on my birthday. Oh, um, we went to the. Uh, Dexter, which is a, um, they just kitted all out with, um, it's like a, a deli, it was a deli place that does all these tasty meats and this kind of stuff and smoked. <laughs> Goodness. And, um, 1200 reviews on Google, yeah. five stars. <laughs> That's pretty fucking yeah, good. It's fucking dope, man. It's so good. Anyway, yeah, we, um, we smashed uh, some New York strip steak and um, some tasty smoked pork goodness and mm. all kinds of yummy shit. Oh, I had um, I had meat donuts for dessert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> meat donuts? What's a meat donut? I want one. Yeah, it sounds wrong, but it's so good. It's like a meaty kind of crumbed donut thing, and then it's got like powdered sugar on the outside. What sort of meat? It kind of... Um, oh, fuck, I was drunk. Got to be pork. Um, pork? Pork. Yeah, it was pork. I think yeah. so, yeah, because um, sweet and pork is really... yeah. Fucking good, man. That sounds fucking um, awesome. I've had um, ricotta yeah. donuts before. That was good. Um, yeah, yeah. Down yeah, in uh, yeah. Blue Summit Cafe down at Seven Mile Beach. They do these ricotta donuts with, uh, I think you get it with like Chantilly cream and then like a kind of black currant jus jam thing. And you drizzle it all mm. over and yeah, it's fucking amazing. Anyway, but yeah, uh, I, meat yeah. donuts takes it to another level. That sounds awesome. Did you did you look up uh, Dexter online? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just having a look. Yeah, yeah, it's um, fucking good. I really hope that um, as with so many of these places right now that have just been fucking <laughs> shut down, just literally opened up again and now they shut down again. Uh, it's, it's really heartbreaking. Can they stay see, open for but, takeaway um, though? Is that is that still yeah, allowed? Yeah, in these yeah, they, yeah, they can still do that. And um, oh, well, people can. Support. You know what they they. I hope they're all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a look at the menu here. We got um. Oh mate, yeah. Uh, fried bread, smoked scamorza, whatever the name of that is, bone marrow, beef glaze, oh, entree, yeah. raw beef tartare, pickled pear, sesame pine nuts. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and it's then so main good. O'Connor's so good. premium age strip loins, koji chimichurri butter, served with Dexter House pickles, fennel slaw, and bone marrow mash. Yes, fennel, fennel slaw, and yeah, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of fennel, but when bone, it's with something like that, it works really well. Bone marrow mash, mate. Oh, so good. House pickles, and then uh, mixed leaf salad, sesame dressing, fried nori. We, we got one of the home, the, um, the bone marrow mash, and one of the shoestring fries as well. Mm. Oh. Yeah, so so good. Um, yeah, that was good. that was awesome. Um, a good meal, and they also they they also own or, or collaborate with um, a joint called Takeaway Pizza, which is just across the road. Nice, which is the best fucking takeaway pizza <laughs> I've ever had. Period. 
I think I may have spoken to you about this before. I get so fat down in Melbourne. Bone marrow and confit garlic on your pizza. Jesus. Yeah, it's 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 full Melbourne. Yeah, man. No, Full Melbourne, but it's, it's such good pizza. It's a very, that's, a, that's a hipster pizza, that is, definitely, isn't it? Yeah, but it's got, it, you know, it's got substance, though. It's not just hipster for the sake of being hipster. It's yeah, got no, substance. It's, 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 it's actually it's like, properly tasty, yeah. Yeah, it's probably the best pizza I've ever ever had, I reckon, like, takeaway, definitely. That's, that's uh, good. Yeah, that's big. That's I'm going to pop my corky in. Hopefully, it'll be better this time. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was better. Is that better? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that was good. All right. Cricket. Um, let's give a cricket update. 57 for naught. Yes, we're doing all right. Um, have you been keeping yeah, track of the cricket? Didn't do so well from the first innings, did we? Bobby? Well, yeah, I mean, people are like, oh, we should have played Stuart Broad. And yeah, we probably should have done, but whatever, we haven't. So, you know, deal with it, I suppose. But... Um, <laughs> It wasn't, it, we, we bowled okay. I mean, everyone was saying after we batted on it, everyone thought that's a 300 plus wicket, at least 300 pretty much. Like, uh, so we, they reckoned they were like, oh, we're probably 80 to 120 runs short, which turns out that's about what West Indies got. So, you know, West Indies did bat really well. We bowled okay, not great, but okay. And, um, I think it was just the batting that let us down initially that we bowled okay. So, um, yeah, and we all knew that. We were like, yeah, you know. So I think we've done okay considering our first innings. I think we've done pretty good. And then to get into the, you know, 57 or now 61 for naught, that's pretty good. So we're only 50 runs shy at the moment. So if we can get to parity without losing a wicket, then... We're all good, basically. Good. Well, Very theoretically, good. you know, we're, we're at least back in the game if we can get to a level level par, I suppose. So, yeah, I don't know. It's good. To, it's just good to have cricket back. It's so it's so weird not having people like clapping when there's a nice shot. So I've been clapping when there's a nice <laughs> shot, or if there's a wicket or something. So I like to think everyone else is doing the same. So um, it's a shame we can't. Everyone can't log into a a system where. Um, you can record you watching it and like clapping and cheering and then they can funnel that all through into the speakers for the ground. But you'd probably get people doing all sorts of weird shit if you did that. But um, (laughs) Because they've got the crowd noise. Have you seen it? They've got this like crowd hum going on, which is quite nice, but it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty good. What are you doing, Dave? You faffing. Apologies for any of that coming through. I just had to get the ice for my whiskey. Uh, yes, that's important. We can we can allow so I, I was doing whiskey related. Things. Yeah, we can allow whiskey related noises. Yeah, that was what I was thinking. Yeah, and nice. potential snack related noise. As well. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might be getting some sort of food. Um, I was just seeing what was going on with the uh, Formula One as well. So heavy mm, rain yeah, falling. What's going on there? It's raining. There was talk oh, really? of lots of rain. That's so um, FP3's been cancelled. So qualifying oh. may not happen. And if that happens, it will be the uh, positions from FP2, which means Hamilton will be starting sixth because he didn't have a great... Interesting. His setup Interesting. was a bit off. So, Which it seems weird because it's like you just had a car set up really nicely 
for the a week ago yeah, right. on the same track and the conditions are basically the same. So how, how have you suddenly lost that? <laughs> I just don't get it. Like he was doing lap times, you know, yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't get it. It just seems a bit odd, but they've obviously done some stuff to the car because they had a few issues. Um, I don't, so I don't know. Yeah, it's just odd. It's like, oh, that's weird. But maybe, you know, atmospheric conditions, even a slight change can just have a big impact or something. But um I think, yeah, nice. I think that's probably um, even just higher temperatures, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, um, those tyres, if they're not in the right, part. if they're not in the right window, then you can actually lose quite a bit of time. So, yeah. well, Mercedes was quite was quite um, that was one of the kind of the flaws in the car, wasn't it? For one or two seasons, even they were having that that window of which the tyres <laughs> seem to just operate. Yeah, it was it was kind of it was a very temperamental car, like a bit of a diva. But that's yeah, how they described they it. But when you got it yeah. in the sweet spot, it was unbeatable. But it took mm-hmm. a bit of uh, coercion to get into that point, you know. So, um, and they've ironed that out a bit, but it's still got a bit of those characteristics, I think. So, um, I think uh, Racing Point, you've basically copied. Mercedes from last mm-hmm. year are finding that at the moment, <laughs> like they're having mm. some really quick times, but then race pace isn't quite as what it could be, maybe. But um, and I think Lando McLaren, Norris has McLaren broken a rib. Be, yeah, McLaren yeah. are doing really well. They're great. Ricardo must be so happy that he's going there next year. They're going to be they're going to be mm. really strong next year. I, I guarantee it. They're, they're going to be fighting for second place in the championship. I think maybe you know fighting for wins and stuff so um yeah. but i think after the race when norris got the position he ran up to um zach browns who, who's the team owner oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and he gave him a mat they he just jumped into his arms and zach brown just gave him this massive bear hug and i, I think apparently he might have popped one of his ribs because he squeezed him so <laughs> hard because norris is complaining of um pain when he breaks in, uh, this week so he's having issues in the car like in like, in quite a lot of pain so uh, so it could be a result of that. I don't know, but hopefully he's all right. Because if it is a cracked rib, that's a those things take so yeah. long to heal. So um, yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully That'll he's okay. Hopefully he's okay. But I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, yeah, um, it's good to have Formula One back as well. It was a great race last weekend. So um, yeah, it was um, pretty exciting. Pretty yeah, exciting. good fun. Yeah. Have you heard yeah. they're writing it? They're um, racing at Mugello, the Ferrari circuit. Um, for the second the week after Monza, so they've added it in, and it's a super. Oh, that's cool. That's that's the MotoGP track, mate. It is super yeah, high it's speed. It's like it's no, there's no slow corners on it at all. Like those cars are going to go around so quickly, man. It's um, it's going to be incredible. Like, that's going to be amazing. Like, I'm really, really, really looking forward to that. And there's rumor that the crowds will be allowed back for that race. Um, by then so um which would be even more amazing like yellow mm. <laughs> oh yeah i'm with jello how you say it but um if you look at the circuit it's just like you're just like holy shit like those cars are going to be almost flat out around some of those corners and they're like sweeping left right kind of almost like silverstone it's going to be like that yeah it's mm. um <laughs> it's going to be very cool very cool yeah it's a cool track it's um it's really good yeah, man. Most oh, that whiskey's the whiskey's a bit too good. Yeah, I'm tempted because I haven't spent oh. any money at all in a, in a while to just go and get a bottle of it. But I don't know. 
I've been quite good because I made this big cottage pie the other week. So I literally spent no money on food for about 10 days because that's all I was fucking eating. It was amazing. The cottage so, pie. Oh, mate. It, it, it literally, I think it, it was a full week of eating cottage pie because I made so much of it. I portioned it out and it was like, I think it was six or seven decent sized portions, I think, in the end. So, um, it was, yeah, so, yeah, it was tasty. Getting your uh, pie on. Nice mate, it was good. I, I tell you what, mate. A little bit of duck fat stirred through the mashed potato so when then you put it on top oh, it goes yeah. like duck fat roast potatoes on top like the crispy bit yeah. oh. you don't put much you put like literally a barely a teaspoon of duck fat in quite a lot of mash so it's it because it is quite powerful flavor so you've got to be careful of that but once it mm. um it goes all oh i don't know it goes all buttery smooth <laughs> as well like the texture underneath the crispy layer and oh mate it was good and then my roast butternut squash is a middle layer between the two layers of um mince oh mate and that was like really like garlicky um because i roasted garlic with it and then you mush the garlic through into this like butternut squash mash and then a thin layer oh yeah oh mate it was awesome it was a it was a genius moment of of a thought process that i had and i was like yeah that's going to be good and then i tried it and it was that's how I'm making cottage pie from now on, basically. It's, um, happy, yeah. happy times. Oh, mate. So good. And tomorrow I'm doing a risotto. Mushroom, chicken, mushroom, and chorizo risotto. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I might put links in it as well. I don't know, but they might get a bit too busy for risotto, but I'm not sure. I'm going, I'm going back to the old school tomorrow, Tim. I, so I roasted the chicken last night, and... That was that was nice, um, and had the nice. um, the benefits of, of that from uh, last night and today. But then, what I'm going to do is obviously take the carcass, the chicken, stop. stop. Yes, and then I'm going to make I'm going to make your famous roast chicken kind of uh, vegetable chicken soup thing. Oh, nice! That, yes, um, that I haven't made for a long time. That's so, good, man. I did. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I did a roast chicken the other day and made. A, I made a really good stock. It just worked so well. I don't know what I did differently, but mm. I just cooked it for fucking ages. I think, but um, it worked really well. And then I made my chicken and sweet corn soup with it, and it was most pleasing. So that's been my sort of little lunchtime little meal for the last few days. So it's. Yeah, um, I am. Um, yeah, it's good. What I did um, actually cooking the chicken yesterday, I put it in a. I wanted to kind of, I usually put it in a roasting tray and like seal that with foil and, and sit the chicken in like some stock and liquid and stuff like that to kind of, I always do it like low and slow. And yeah. then I usually take the foil off and then just keep basting and letting the skin go crispy. crispy and yeah, nice. Yeah. It's quite a long process though. Like, I yeah, that's how I did mine the other day. Yeah. Um, but super worth it, um, especially with like chicken legs and stuff. You just like low and slow, low and slow. But anyway, I cooked the whole chicken, but I did it in a Pyrex dish with a lid. Yeah, yeah, that uh, works. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, but I, I think it cooked a little quicker than I was anticipating. Clearly, it, it builds up a fair, even though I only was like, I cooked it for like, I only ended up cooking it for about an hour and three quarters. It was a big bird. Um, big bird. But the, it was only on about 160, so pretty, pretty low. But, um, yeah, I do mine at one thirty. Uh, like, I do it one twenty, one thirty when I do mine. So, um, oh, okay. but I do mine in a cast iron pan with the lid. So, yeah, I think yeah. what kind you're saying is right. The, the heat thing. by encasing yeah. it in something like Pyrex or cast iron is probably a step further as well. Um, yeah, the residual yeah. Yeah. Like, radiant heat you get from it does. Um, 
I injected garlic butter into it as well. Yes, that's good, mate. Yeah, I shoved some garlic <laughs> butter, but yeah, the garlic butter thing, that's a good idea. Yeah, um, I um yeah, I, I shoved a load of garlic in, in its various orifices and then I was like, mm, get my meat injector out and, and I so I melted down yes, your, garlic and butter and your special mm, meat injector. <laughs> and put my meat injector into the chicken yeah, nice. garlic butter and it was that's pretty fucking good. I can recommend that. Yeah, that sounds good, man. Yeah, I love roasting a chicken. Mm. I was gonna um because I got to, yeah. I went to this risotto, but then I was going to use the stock that I made for that, and then I thought like, I was hungry, and I was like, oh, I've got some sweet corn, and I got this leftover chicken like breast, so I was like, fuck, I'm going to just do a chicken sweet corn soup. But so I used my stock that I was going to use for my fucking risotto. So I'm going, I might have to go and buy another chicken and <laughs> roast it and do another stock just so it's better. But yeah, right. I don't know. Well, even just um, I just poured off all the kind of because I put like some red wine in it and some stock. Um, some veggie stock and bits and bobs and then um, I poured Red all wine, that off eh? once I've like done chicken and that's what I put in the fridge and got that kind of jelly with a layer of fat on top which <laughs> yeah, is that's good. it's like the nectar shit but then I'm going to also then make a stock from the carcass as well yeah nice I always that, scrape that ne- off um, that nectar stuff you get is so yeah, good I always scrape off the fat and fry if I'm doing like uh my chicken soup or a casserole or something with and I'll scrape off the um the fat off the top of the stock and fry off the onions and garlic and oh, carrots with so it. Good. So you get this really deep chicken flavour from the it. Flavor you get, man. Yeah, it's, it's so, so good. Yeah. It's, so it's really nice. So yeah, I do that quite a lot. Um yeah, for a chicken casserole, if you've made your own stock, it's it's a really good way to start the casserole with that fat because it, it just yeah. gives you that that flavour right deep down in the in the heart of the dish. It's um yeah, it's good mm. shit, man. So yeah, Very I think I'm, I'm gonna have to go and buy a chicken and I might just do it like semi roast it for half an hour and then chuck it in some water and you know, get some veggies in there and then just boil it all down and then pull the meat off and yeah. I don't know what I'd do with it. But yeah, I don't know. Good shit, man. It's good shit. Oh tasty. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go and eat yeah, we should go and eat. I'm going to go and finish up. It's nine o'clock, so I'm going to get the cricket on. I'm going to do my next, my glaze, my glosé. And um, uh, what else was I going to do? Yeah, crispy, crispy crackling. Get that on. Get the rice on. Get some my little broccolini. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. I think I'm just going to literally just steam it and then a bit of just a tiny bit of butter just toss through it at the end. And maybe a little sprinkle of tugarashi chili pepper through it just to give it a little pop. Fancy, yeah, mate. Fuck yeah. Fancy, nice. Um, yeah, it's been. Sorry, um, I probably went on about uh, some bullshit for a a while. No, no, um, it was good. It was good. I think we did all right. I think we got. um, We went a bit deep and serious, but then we lightened the mood a touch. So I think it was a good balance. Um, yeah, we'll do it. Let's do it again soon because I think there's more we could we could have talked for another hour easy, I reckon. So we'll um, we'll do another one soon, maybe after the um weekend and the Grand Prix's been on, and we can maybe I'll do obviously my reviews, so they'll be coming up for everyone listening um, the next few days. But um, we'll uh, yeah, I'll try and watch, I'll try and watch, we'll try and watch it, and then we'll also review the first test match as well because that'll be over by then. So maybe we'll try and like I need you to share your um, your information with me for a certain sporting streaming service. Hang on, let me do that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'll do that. Do you want me to give it to you now? Give it to me now, Tim. Well, I'll email it over to you, I'll message it to you. I won't say it on air because um, 
<laughs> everyone will have my login details. Hey, everyone. Um, hang on. Yeah, cool. All right, well, let's wrap it up, and I'll flip that over to you in a minute, mate. Um, cheers, everyone, for tuning in. That was Harmonic Whiskey Tales. I don't think I said that at the beginning. This is my classic in- do the introduction <laughs> at the end. Um, but I think people must know by now, and if they don't, well, this is what we do here. So, you know. Um, Dave, thank you for coming on. It was most enjoyable as always. Um, I hope you enjoyed the whiskey. Thank you, thank you for having me. Whiskey. Yeah. And uh, we'll try and get John on soon and finish off our top 10. And um, if not, then yes, we I think yes. we should just do it. And I think John's okay with that. We'll just do it. And then the next time we get all of us together, we can just discuss all of our top 10s respectively. And um, Yeah, well, um, I'm, so I'm ready. My um, procrastination has is, is, is occurred. Um, and, um, yeah, it's been quite good in terms of I had, I've had so much time to, um, to procrastinate, but then that's also not such a good thing. Too much procrastination. So yeah. Cause I keep knows. thinking now, oh, would I have changed that? Or would I have done something different? And yeah, obviously I had to put yeah. Graceland, too much time now. I had to put Graceland on there and, um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Fuck. It's a tricky one it's a tricky one but we've got to do our top 10 um hip-hop albums so uh, to be honest that's probably gonna take like longer to think about i don't I think know that might that might, um, that. That that might send me over the edge i think i don't know where i'd even fucking start mate um yeah it would be tough it would be tough yeah who knows man i mean uh yeah anyway we'll figure it out and we'll do it I'm a bit tipsy, actually. I better get cooking before I get too much more drunk. All right, mate. Um, We'll be back soon. Cheers, everyone, for tuning in. And Dave, I will chat to you soon. And uh, yeah, see you guys later.